This week on One Crazy Story, TV writer Jill Laurie Hurst joins us to talk about what it's like to write for a soap opera and win an Emmy. The Emmy's very heavy. Yeah. It's a good weapon. It's just, yeah. <laughs> you got it right. Yeah. yeah. You got it right. Yeah. Just in case somebody breaks in, it's sharp enough. And it you can, is. Yep, <gasps> oh, yeah. When the director's won in 94, one of the directors was carrying hers around, and she went to hug one of our actors, oh, and no. it, it, it pierced him. Oh, it drew no. blood. Oh, no. <laughs> I could stab so, with an Emmy. Yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another edition of One Crazy Story. I'm your host, Nate Armbruster, and this week I'm talking with TV writer Jill Laurie Hurst. Jill and I met about a year ago. I had this idea for a, a TV show that I wanted to write, just a silly sitcom pilot, nothing, you know, it was just something creatively I wanted to do. I've never done anything like that before, and I was like, I don't know where to start, even though all you got to do is start typing some stuff. But you know, that's cre- you know, if you're creative, you understand. I don't know, some people, at least me in particular, I need a kick in the ass sometimes just to get started. And I was determined to get this done, so I just went over to Google, searched, you know, TV writing classes near me, and uh there I see Jill's picture, her bio, and a little bit about her career, and I was like, she's perfect. She knows what's up. She's done this pr- practically her whole life. She knows exactly where to start. So <laughs> Um, so I took the class and you know what? I ended up loving it. It was a great class. I completed my pilot. Well, you know, I could probably rewrite it or, you know, I mean, it's always a work in progress, but you know what? I left there. My goal in that class was to leave with a 25 page script and I left with one thanks to Jill's guidance and wisdom. So Jill was just the coolest, got to know her over the course of a few weeks. And I just loved hearing her talk about what it was like to work in the TV industry, right? Specifically, Jill's career, she was a writer on a soap opera called Guiding Light. Now, if any of you are into soap operas, I'm sure you know about it. But if you don't know Guiding Light, it's a legendary one. It's one of the oldest ones. And, you know, over the course of 20 years, you get to do everything from receptionist to head writer to script editor to everything. Jill has done it and she knows, she knows her stuff and she's awesome. It was so much fun talking to her about what it was like for her and her experience working in this industry. It was so cool. And you know what I love about Jill's story specifically is she didn't even really know. She was just a fan of Guiding Light. And it's one of those things. She moved to New York. She was waiting tables. And, you know, it just kind of fell into her lap one day. And she was like, yeah, I guess I'll I'll take this receptionist job. And, you know, it changed her life forever. So there you go. I feel like if you just go with the flow, especially if you're in an industry like this or anything, really, just kind of go with the flow and, you know, just take the opportunities you can get and see what happens over the course. I I think one day you'll look back on it and realize that you had a pretty awesome career. And I think Jill's a great example of that. So thank you guys for listening. If you haven't had a chance yet, go on over to iTunes. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Leave a review if you love the show. You can subscribe on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio. Everywhere you can find podcasts, you can find my show, One Crazy Story. Also, I've been getting emails. I didn't know if this would work or not, but it's actually working. I wasn't sure. I mean, I know people are listening. I can see how many people listen. And sometimes it blows me away how many people are actually listening to something I'm putting out in the world. And that makes it so much more fun. But you know what makes it even more fun is if I actually hear from you guys. And so I decided recently to start throwing my email address out there. And you know what? People are actually reaching out to me. That's how I met uh, Steve Lamar, the guest I had on last week. Um, And also, I just got a bunch of emails from a bunch of random people with their awesome stories. So keep sending them. If you need 
If you want to get a hold of me, if you want to share your story with me, if you want to be on the show, just email me at onecrazystory at gmail.com. You can tweet me, Instagram, Facebook me, all at Nate Comedy or at One Crazy Story. Find out all about the show. Find out about all the past episodes. Ask me any questions. Talk to me. Do whatever it is you want to do. And just keep in touch and enjoy the show. You know, and if you don't want to do any of that, that's fine. Thank you for listening. If you're hearing this, that means you want to be here. And that means a lot. So thank you so much for listening. And enjoy this week's episode with myself and TV writer Jill Laurie Hurst. Uh, it's the same way people who talk to me about stand-up comedy as if I've, like, you know, as I walked on the moon. And I'm like, no, I just... It's not that big of a thing that I do, you know, to you, it's like, what, it, this has just been my life. But to me, I'm like, I want to do that. Right. And you have I all the know. answers because you're the only oh, person that I know. Yeah, do you know what I yeah. mean? So right. you become right. that. How many soap opera writers have you met or whatever? <laughs> tell me. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's fun. It's fun. I, I wish I could have talked myself into being a little more of a, and in my head said, you know, you know, I know things, you know, but I'd mm-hmm. walk in every day feeling like I should say every class going, I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, because... Because, like, whenever I've been asked, as I said to you earlier, to teach or speak to a group, I, I my my road was so random, you know, mm-hmm. and and the way I found my way to the to TV was so well because so you don't kooky. just like because you you don't just apply to write on a television show. That's something you there's not like you can't go to Indeed and like right, <laughs> you true. know what I mean. We, we need a writer. Posted. But some people do it more logically than I did mm-hmm. it. I mean, they get a, they go to school and study broadcast, or they film school, or mm-hmm. they do whatever. They intern. Yeah, so like they, a very practical. Uh, all my assist, most of my assistants were these great Ivy League young people, fabulous students who then came to intern, and many were very talented. They were all in one way or another, and some ended up writing on the show because once mm-hmm. it's like it's sort of a pay it forward. Once right. um, I was given the opportunity, the most fun thing in the world was to because i was an assistant jumping you know around a little bit i was Mm -hmm. an assistant before i became a writer so Mm -hmm. um it was fun then to help my assistants but of course before i was an assistant really the real reason i got the job you know was had nothing to do with writing Uh, yeah you're like i just need this job (laughs) i was i mean i well i was um whatever i think that there was no rhyme or reason to the way i got there i do realize that growing up I was uh, I was I was a viewer. I was a soap viewer, mm-hmm. and 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 this was in the day before soaps became. I, I'm old enough that they weren't um, Luke and Laura glam, big story. They were what my friend Jim Brown calls kitchen sink soap. <laughs> They're like you know what we're doing. We're sitting oh. at a table talking. That was they were yeah you know but... stories of people's lives yeah and issues and love and death and birth and you know and usually relatable stuff too. very relatable Mm -hmm. and very simple and black and white and half hour and my first memory as a little kid was sitting on the floor when kennedy was assassinated they broke into as the world turns i think Mm -hmm. yeah and with walter cronkite coming out and saying the president has been and i was that's my first memory (laughs) wow it's a a soap opera (laughs) so it kind of sometimes i think about it i think well it kind of makes sense maybe there was some kind of you know path but I you grew up watching these and it I did and, and I you loved them. and you just loved them and you were a fan you started as a fan of soap operas they were and they provided as they do for a lot of the audience a lot of stability too at times in my life that were a little bit uh, crazy you know say it's your parents divorcing or you were changing mm-hmm. your life in some way or another anything they're you know they do it's, provide and I found that really satisfying as a writer too what audience what it does for them so and I'm an, I'm 
I'm a fan too. I'm an audience member. So that gave me, you know, a different perspective. But uh, um, than the average, the writer who comes along and just, you know, soap is a great way to make a living. A lot of writers do it mm-hmm. because it's a great It gig. is a great it job. It really is a great <laughs> yeah. Um, but And I did it for that reason, certainly, but it was a, it was like... It's a dream job. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, for it me, I'm more well, than It pays well, and you love it. Well, who, love how many it? people get to do Ooh. that? And, and, you know, how many people go to work and they're like, I'm truly happy with my job and my, my, my I'm fortunate enough to make a good living that's, doing it. That's yeah. absolutely That's right. best of both it's, worlds, but... Yeah. And it starts with the being an assistant for you. Well, it actually, in backtracking one step or two steps, the thing I loved more than soaps was New York City. Mm-hmm. So when I ended up moving to New York um, in 1982, and I had family there already, my sister, mom, friends, some people, um, I didn't it wasn't i i left college before i got my degree mm-hmm. i just decided i was done yeah, i'm going to new york i'm, done. I'm going yeah. to new york yeah and um moved and spent then the first 10 years there waitressing which i my sister worked in the restaurant i got a job there my our best friend worked there as well um and so all through the 80s i was a waitress in the garment district oh, wow. so i was you know um waiting on the fashion designer and the people yeah. and the you know, which is ironic because later I used to wait on Ralph Lauren's people and then went and worked later after getting light but that's mm-hmm. um but anyway um 10 years I, I was breakfast and lunch waitress in Times Square in the garment district and then I would leave work and often go get a ticket to a play so it was a perfect oh. life perfect, perfect <laughs> that life. in itself you've had like a few dream jobs yeah, <laughs> like, I really have you get and to I watch love, theater you get yeah, to work you know and I love the waitressing I really like mm-hmm. I like people I'm chatty you know I'm just you know, it's cash yeah I mean, you know totally. it was great I lived with roommates and and um you know just had that life and and had a lot of and a lot of life was happening in New York in the 80s was a tougher time there we saw mm-hmm. a lot of it were crime and and uh, we had a little crime fighting in the restaurant and then mm-hmm. it was also um when aids became a problem in this country and i worked with a lot of waiters who who actually just had friends who died so i mean it's a yeah. dark note but it was um life a lot yeah of it life was happening yeah. so just living that new and, york was way different than it is now it, yeah, yeah it really it, yeah i think yeah it's been over a year since i've been there so i'm starting to feel like mm-hmm. i don't have a right to say that <laughs> um but one of my customers at the restaurant and i'm i'm boring everyone who's ever listened to if anyone who knows me is listening to this going oh um a wonderful woman named grace bavaro who worked in the garment district um used to come in every morning mm-hmm. coffee with milk plain bagel not toasted mm-hmm. grape jelly and butter okay. oh wow you still remember her order and everything Absolutely. that's waitress yeah. yeah and um she really she's a nice lady talked to me told me about her kids her husband everything and she said to me I, you know she kind of wanted me to do a little something mm-hmm. along with the waitressing and she said you know you should come visit my husband he has, uh, works in a studio across town that makes television commercials wow. and i thought i said Sure. I'm not, I, I'm not that, I wasn't a production person. I didn't take broadcast or anything like that. I didn't know anything. I said, that would be, uh, sure. At this point, at this yeah. point, did you have it, any interest in even, did you even have a thought to be a writer no, in any I've always, facet? You know, I studied acting in college and I always wrote, but I just wrote little scenes for plays. Mm-hmm. I was in a little, little theater. But you didn't want to pursue it or you didn't have no thought really, of pursuing it. I unfortunately it. lacked that ability to focus, plan and, right. and, um, and yeah. yeah, I, I wasn't 
doing that. I was actually, I kind of tend to enjoy most of the time whatever I'm doing. You were doing. just living life, working. Living life. Right. You just, you know, life. you're just working, and enjoying the, yourself. Exactly. And um, she said, well, besides the commercial studio there, they also produce the soap opera Guiding Light. And I, I think I, my eyes probably rolled back in my head and I said, Guiding Light? I've been watching that since I was a kid. Yeah. Because it, it was really of the shows, many Procter & Gamble shows that I watched growing up. Uh, it was probably my favorite. It was my favorite. So anyway. Yeah, so, so you're said, like, absolutely. I'll come for a tour. So <laughs> Just check I it out. went across town. She arranged for, her husband arranged for me to sit in on the set and watch the show being taped. That's so cool. I know. They asked me if I wanted to meet an actor, and I said, what? well. <laughs> I said, is there anybody you want to, yeah, I said, well, I love, there was a favorite actor who most anybody who watched the show knew and loved, um, named Michael Zaslow, who played a, the, the villain. So as the, sexy, yeah. whatever, dark. So villain. as a fan, you're like, oh my uh, God, if I get to meet him. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're like. Not knowing, of course, a couple of years later, and then, you know, that I would be able to work with him on a daily basis. But anyway, so I had a great day there. This wonderful um, guy on the crew took care of me all day. That's so and, cool. And uh, yeah. And the ultimate sure was fan treatment. Right. Oh, it was amazing. And because I was Nick's guest, I was, you know, a mm-hmm. person to take care of. And they were kind of, VIP. the people were great. <laughs> the one thing I, that all the people um, there in the soap business, people very much understand that the audience is really important. It's why we have a job. So mm-hmm. they're very kind, you know, mm-hmm. they're patient. And I tried not to be too much, I was trying to be well behaved and not freak out too yeah. much. So that was great. When I left the studio, he said, uh, Nick said, hey, if I can ever help you with a job or something, like you say to anyone, you figure they want, everyone wants to be in the business. Right. And I said, thank you. And I left. I went to have lunch or dinner with my dad and sister, I think, that night. And um, that was, I just yeah. I said, I met Michael Zaslow. And that was the big, you <laughs> that know, was I thought it. it was wonderful. That was it. A year later, they called and asked if I wanted to be a part-time receptionist. Whoa. Went across the street, across the street, went across town from uh, the west side where I waitressed to the east side where the studio was on East 44th Street. And... Um, talked to um, a man named Thorpe Shuttleworth, who was in charge of the uh, hiring. And he hired me as a part-time receptionist for the whole building. I did that for a year and a half. And then I was probably a third choice for writer's assistant wow. when that job well, opened Now, up. did they call you out of the blue, or did you yeah. keep in touch with these no. people in any Grace, way? No, in, re- in the restaurant, my customer was still in the restaurant. So you... She must have been reminding without, her husband, I have to think, that she was saying, call Jill, call Jill. You know, she, so without even knowing it, you just being a good waitress... <laughs> I and owe it all to the that. The fact that you <laughs> you I owe do. it all to I that <laughs> to that coffee with milk and that bagel. Darn right, grape That's, jelly. Yeah. Is, so just by knowing that and just being a yeah. just being just living your life living and, that, no, and you I, met this. I tell kids when I talk to them because often when people are really young and you don't have this, this is not you, which is a good thing. Often people, you know. <sighs> I'm really a writer, but I have to work at Taco Bell. I'm like, be happy at Taco Bell. You you're don't gonna know meet what's so going to happen. You're going to meet so many people. Yeah. Just enjoy what you're doing because it's a waste of your time if you're going to be yeah, cranky ups- about it. Because yeah. then when you get that job, you're still going to be cranky. That's right. It sort <laughs> of gets becomes part of your DNA. Yeah. So, so yeah, I was a receptionist, which was amazing. The things... Um, that you see when you have that front desk job are mm-hmm. <laughs> um, unbelievable, really great. And I knew that I loved, I, if I loved that show before, you never know, you're going to work somewhere and you suddenly find out that everybody's a yeah. jerk. And you, 
They were great. It wasn't the case. They huh? were great. There was there, one young actress who was less than charming, you know, but other than that, and I ended up working with her and loving her years later, but everyone else was fabulous. I met my husband at the studio. Did you even, uh, wow. When I, yeah. When I was a receptionist, he was a stage manager. So, yeah. Oh, no way. Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. I'm I learning. told that story. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you at the time at the time were you when you were working as the waitress and mm. then you finally got this receptionist job? Did you were you still watching the show every you know yes. you were you were keeping yes. up on it too and everything? I was because I used you to get still... off work at two-ish and Guiding Light was on at three. Oh, perfect. So I would mostly make it home to watch Guiding Light, and if I was ever sick or what, I had one day I had a, a ten-day ear infection that leveled me. F- and I, I was home for you know a long time and. Um, and that saved me the, mm-hmm. the the run of the shows in the afternoon and uh, got ending with guiding light. So yes, mm-hmm. yes. So oh my goodness, you yeah. know. So this was a, an amazing opportunity, uh, you know, a, a gift. Mm-hmm. If it had just ended with the reception, job, <laughs> if that's as, if that's cool. all that happened, you're yeah. like whatever, cool, yeah, exactly. still pretty awesome. Yeah, and um, but and then the writer's assistant job came along and I did that for a very long time. I met mm-hmm. Tony when I was at the front desk. He used to go up in the elevator and he would punch the elevator. He would punch four, which mm-hmm. was my floor, but he was real, and he would act like he'd done it by accident. He'd go, very subtle. <laughs> and uh, he was so very cute. And I'd had another boyfriend at the time. So I, we were we didn't date for quite a while, but then um, uh, we did. And we I was a receptionist when we got engaged and I was a writer's assistant when we got married. I got my writer's assistant job right about the time we got engaged. And got How married. long did, were you a receptionist before you about were? About a year and a half. Oh, long. Okay. It was no, yeah, those were, I did that for a year and a half. I did the writer's assistant job for several years. Yeah. And what does a writer's assistant job entail? Is that? <laughs> Whatever they need. Yeah. And it pretty much, it's, yeah. It's a job. Assistant. That, it's an assistant. Mm-hmm. And, and on a soap, you're an assistant generally to the whole writing team and that at the time at Guiding Light was 12 writers. Mm-hmm. So, and I, and there was, and the show hired me, Jill Farron Phelps was the executive producer and Mary O'Leary to a producer, really mm-hmm. gave me the job. The head writer at the time was not excited about me at mm-hmm. all. And I was, I, I have to admit, I mean, I don't blame her. I was sure. not computer literate. I w- I'd never worked on a. Com- I, we were still in the days of modems. Th- was this and, was still what? What year early was this? 90s. Yeah, this early nineties. Ninety four. I, I became a, an assistant, mm-hmm. and um, I made I made some <laughs> horrifying mistakes. I mean, I was I. Oh, I have a friend named Courtney Simon who's a wonderful writer and a great person. At the time, she was a scriptwriter on the show, and I can remember. I messed up her her stuff so often sure. the fact that she didn't actively try to get me fired was amazing it shows her quality what a great person she is anyway enough people were sort of in my corner they kind of thought you know just yeah, try to just let, let her it, let's see where this, this goes <laughs> so they liked me as a person i mean i really you know i well i, I, I feel like if you're a nice person people usually give you some slack give on you the some leash time. i know <laughs> and then the, i i actually ended up working that first head writer who i was sure would get have me fired mm-hmm. and yeah you know um she ended up getting fired. It happens, you know, sure. and in daytime it happens as a head. When I became a head yeah. down the it's line, still a, it's, it's still a, a business. It's yeah. still a she job. Back, still, and you come back. Mm-hmm. She came back. And the second time she was mm-hmm. there, she, we, I, we were fine. We had a mm-hmm. very good, and she's a lovely, lovely person. I, you know, but it, but it was, and it was good exercise to have to survive knowing yeah. that you might not 
be able to stay. I think it's safe to say that pretty much anywhere you're writing, it's like that. Oh, <laughs> I don't think that's you know, so true. It's, and it's not a, for good or bad. What it's just the way it is. Yeah. So you know, and even you if just you're gotta, a showrunner, a creator. I mean, then you've mm-hmm. got the network or whomever. Yeah, whoever you get a new boss. For. They they might not. I'm gonna bring my own people in. Yeah. Whatever. I Always. mean, it's nothing personal. It's just Always. how the business it's works. It's really not. Know? And as I get older, I realize that yeah. the first time it happens to you, but and the it first did happen time, to me a couple times at Guiding Light, where the the um, head writing team changed. And as it changed, the need for my particular job. But anyway, you know, changed. Yeah, and so constantly changing of, too. Ooh, yeah. And when you're talking about just the changes in the, like over a decade or two, you know, that just how things are made, Yeah. you know. Yeah, that's very. That's Some people just become obsolete. Some jobs do. So true. That happened by the end of the show. Um, yeah, that, that happens. And it happens as it's... Uh, a fact of life, especially mm-hmm. in our in this business, it's, mm-hmm. it's definitely a fact of life. The way television is made now is different than it was oh, when yeah. I was doing it, and um, so that yeah, it's crazy. It's it's, um, but the writing is the assistant job is a good way to see what the business is sure. about. It's funny, crazy hours. I realized at one point I was probably making a little under two dollars an hour for the hours <laughs> when you, you put really in. did the math. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> and I'm lucky to have a husband who always was very cool about television. His family. That's their family business. Mm-hmm. Um, so he got yeah, it. He, he understood. knew what it was. He did he did other things too. Um, <laughs> a lot more in the business than I've done actually. And um, and but a few years in, um, my friend Nancy Williams Watt, who's the editor, just decided she just to put me and uh, a young man named David Kreisman together as a writing team. Not mm-hmm. Dave didn't need a writing partner. He uh, he needed mm-hmm. not at all. <laughs> but it was a good at the time. They weren't really hiring men as script writers. They thought that only women could write women, only young people could write young people. It's not sure. true. Writers can write. Sure, you know, sure. You, but um, so it helped him to have an ex- a, a, a socially accepted. Yeah, exactly. Yes, a they female probably, voice in the, in the room. It's so funny because often people thought that he would write the, I said, do you think he's going to write like the car chase or whatever? And <laughs> yeah. I'm going to write the emotional. No, he's a very emotional writer. He's actually, um, you know, well, yeah, anybody yeah, right. write, anybody who gets a job writing on a soap opera, I would you imagine hope. at least yeah, has those yeah. basic, uh, Every the, now base, and then, no. <laughs> the basic, mis- you know. Yeah, but Dave is, yeah, he was yeah. great. So we wrote together and then um, he started working full time on his own as a script writer. And I, when Nancy decided to leave, I uh, got bumped up to become a script editor before script I was editor remotely before, qualified bef- to do such a thing. Mm-hmm. But I was in the right place and... Um, yeah, you just got to take it. You're like, I what showed up. You know? Yeah, often yeah. that was the case. So you went from writer's assistant to script editor? Script, Yeah, I did script writing with Dave for a mm-hmm. brief period of time and a couple on my own, mm-hmm. and then a script editor, which is mm-hmm. kind of a yeah, big Yeah, that's jump. different. But there was a very, you know, the thing is, the people surrounding me were so good. I think they thought they could take a chance, and if I was horrible, they'd either help me right. become better. Basically, that's been the theme. Oh, it's kind of hell. <laughs> you know, and... Um, I, uh, the executive, Paul Rausch is a man who gave me a lot of chances while I was at Guiding Light mm-hmm. to do a lot of things. He's a big, larger than life kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And the head writers at the time, Jim Brown and Barbara Essenson, really generous, kind people who figured, you know, they just, they just figured we could all do it together. So anyway, script editing is interesting. And, and I, that's actually probably my favorite job. Not that I ever felt I really mastered yeah. it. Isn't that funny how it ends up looking back on it? You're like, I kind of, I liked it a lot, I really <laughs> but did. it was also like the, har- oh, very the hardest and most yeah, stressful thing really you ever had hard. to do. The hard the worst. I also, there are times when as the head writing regimes changed, my job would change every now and then the, I, I was almost, I was almost fired twice. 
that I know of. I mean, there could have been two more times. <laughs> twice that you yeah, know yeah. of. Twice <laughs> I know of. And uh, they, a couple of, they just flipped me over to another job. I became a breakdown writer, which is the thing I was totally the maybe the worst at. Mm-hmm. Um, writing the outlines that then become scripts because daytime yeah. is like you send a, these to the writers and mm-hmm. then they write yes, the they become yeah. a script and I wasn't good at that at all and um, but I got to do it a couple times every now and then I was okay at it but that's um, so cool yeah to, on a timeline where are you at when you're a script editor is it still because how fast how fast do you move up that ladder you, it just in oh, your in your I okay in your career in your career because I mean maybe you, a year after I started script writing and then I started and I script edited for a couple years then I went to a breakdown for a year then back to editing and then back to breakdowns and then I became something called a story producer which is a job sort of created for me because they probably didn't have the heart (laughs) to fire me again and they were reducing the size of the writing team Mm -hmm. and that also um jumping forward um gave me a legal job during the writer's strike. Oh, yeah. Which was, and I felt very lucky and very guilty. Yeah, well, you can't plan for that. But I, oh, but no. You just no. kind of, you just got lucky. <laughs> I got very lucky. The At the time, the, the executive producer, I, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, how many people are going to, I understand because you you know what it's like to be a writer oh. and you know you, all your friends are writers oh. and they're all stressed out oh, going was, through this writer's but, strike and you're just and like, I'm working. Yeah. would you guys quit? No. Yeah. I mean, I, need to, I still got to eat. Well, it was very interesting because when I got that job and there was a looming strike, I mean, we kind of, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm saw a coming. huge fan of the a big, uh, the Writers Guild has been really good to me and good to everyone in our business of all the soap. It, it's mm-hmm. great. Um so I knew I wouldn't write during the strike, but I was worried when I got the story producer job. My boss Ellen is Ellen Wheeler, who gave me the story. Anyway, long story short, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to be in the studio. They're going to ask me to write. I'm going to have to say no, and then I'm going to get fired. Oh man! But you know, Ellen Wheeler, to her credit, uh, um, never asked. Never <laughs> asked. She's and she told the other producers on the show because there's a team of producers. She had a a, a number of really amazing people who uh, produced the show under her EP time. Mm -hmm. And she said, don't ask Jill to write. She can, you know, so as a result during the, (laughs) during the strike. And, and I I mean, I watched people, all the young people who were writers on our show. Some of them have just bought houses. Some of them, it was awful. And they, they stuck with it. They were out on the picket line. They, it was, they were amazing. Anyway, I did a lot of refrigerator cleaning and visiting the CBS, one of our CBS executives had surgery and we went and took him lunch. I did a lot of busy work besides my producer, <laughs> yeah. but no writing. And I was yeah. about ready to, there's something you can do called uh, FICOR where you, where you give up certain rights in the guild and you can write legally. Mm-hmm. And I thought maybe I should do it because the strike was going on for a long time and yeah. the show was struggling a little. And two producers, Chris Cullen and Jen Sims, two young people said, don't do it, Jilly. Don't do it. You've stuck to it this long. Mm-hmm. So I was always lucky to have a good voice when I was wobbling and thinking, yeah. well, should I, you know, and um, I didn't have to, the strike ended. Anyway, wow. so yeah, and I was a story producer. And then shortly after that, that's when we got, we things, my former partner dave kreisman my first partner yes much younger than not much he's between your age and my age um was the head writer at the time and he'd been it for a long time and it's a burnout job Mm -hmm. so they were looking to mix things up a little bit and and they wanted to they love dave he's great Mm -hmm. but they added three of us into the mix as his co-head writers poor guy so there were four (laughs) of us then and so i became a a co-head writer for the last year of guiding light all right so you worked your way up from receptionist to co-head writer 
Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. It was, yeah. I mean, that just. Well, they just couldn't get, also, I was like, gotta, gum on their shoes. <laughs> they couldn't get rid of me. They couldn't. That's, they, still, no. though, I mean, like, and it's at your favorite television show. Yes. Like, what, you know. I am the luckiest. And you're just person you're, in that industry. how many people can say that you know i even in your in your in your industry in, no, as a writer actually, how many I'm people probably nobody it's I, like it's uh mm-hmm. it's amazing that you've even and you were there over a course of what 20 years almost 20 years wow yeah yeah at, yeah at, no lucky lucky and i i have i can i'm I can see the eye rolls of some of my uh, colleagues. Going, yeah, lucky, all right. You know, like oh my god, they let her stay. But but I was lucky, and I mm-hmm. loved it there. Every, every yeah. uh, until they deactivated my ID at CBS. I mean, I I was just mm-hmm. very lucky. What year did the Emmy come about? Our Emmy win was 2007. I got to go every from the time I was a receptionist. Mm-hmm. It's another thing. I'm an award show chunky yeah, my husband that's the one, of the, the, yeah. one of the ways that he won me over was on our third date he'd asked me out for i think a third date and i said i can't go out <laughs> because i have to go home and watch the soap opera digest awards <laughs> betty ray who was our beautiful casting director cast uh allison janney who's now an oscar nominee look at that oh yeah she was on guiding light what? um that that's so funny that's a great excuse but also knowing that you work it's like no i've got to go watch my friends well, that's, quick. It. Like, that's it like will... it's not as you're like you're able to mask it I know, with these I are know. my colleagues are my i don't colleagues. i know I'm it here. sounds like I'm... a business thing that i have to watch <laughs> um anyway but tony came over and watched the award show then i used to watch the daytime emmys and then i got to another thing i got to go mm-hmm. so you got to go because so do uh, with the daytime emmys do they and that's all the soaps and yeah it's all the soaps game shows children's programming talk so um, you're essentially you're pretty much in the running every you aren't a, it isn't all the shows you usually four shows are nominated maybe five i don't mm-hmm. know if they if now there are only four shows but i mean mm-hmm. at the time there were nine when mm-hmm. i started and uh four i think yeah. would generally get nominated maybe four or five actors four or five everybody like sure. you know in that sense um so in a sense, you got good odds every yeah, year to at least go, to at least go. To, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> well, at Guiding Light, we learned to be very gracious losers sure, sure. because we had many dry. I mean, we that's a com- that's it's a competitive. Uh, I mean, you're up against we had so many. They're oh, all yeah, legendary all shows. Our people, exactly. Yeah, and so, but it's like I always talk about these. The daytime Emmys are really fun. They're like a big dress up family picnic. Mm-hmm. It's and, like adult prom. Oh, yeah. Adult, Ex- like, you know, we got to get the dress, the, the shoes, the hair, the oh, nails. My friend there. Alex, my Alex Johnson Gamsey, uh, one of the producers, and I, we started together. She was an assistant at the same time I was a receptionist. And we, our yearly things to just go get our hair, get do our hair for the Emmys are mm-hmm. we're like comedies or tragedies, mm-hmm. depending on the out- outcome. But, um, so it was always really fun. When I went to my first Emmys, several actors won, including Michael Zaslow, the mm-hmm. actor I'd met on that mm-hmm. first visit. And it was beautiful. It was really wonderful. And then there were years where no one... Other, so we really... <laughs> we just learned to have fun at the sure. party, you know? Yeah. I mean, we really... Isn't or, that really the mo- the, be- the reason to go, it's though? Tr- the party, kind of? Yeah. I mean, you, don't get me wrong. <laughs> you like that award, but... But it's fun to run. Yeah, um, exactly. But, yeah. but it, yeah, it is. And and the funny thing is, um, if, if anyone from your show wins, um, a, a lovely actor named Peter Herman coined the phrase, the tribal win. Mm-hmm. He was on Guiding Light for a while. He's married to Mariska, who's... Um, 
SVU, her -hmm. husband, he's a a good guy. And he was, uh, we had one young actor win the year he was with the show. And we were all beside ourselves. (laughs) It had been ages, you know, since we, and uh, it was, and he said, it's a tribal win. If anyone, it's just, yeah, it's us. The it's show team wins. Guy. Oh, yes. absolutely. And 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 um and even when our sister soap as the world turns, if they had a win, it was exciting for us because mm-hmm. we were all kind of we bowled together. We had yeah. our stuff, you know, it was it it was the team. So um, but then um the shows went from New York out to LA in 2006, and I wasn't even going to go because mm-hmm. I was like, we I've been nominated a few times, and it was always really fun, you know. And you have that moment when you're nominated mm-hmm. where you think maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe you're gonna. And Dave, Dave, and I would often be sitting next to each other, and he'd look at me, and go, "Don't, don't look like that." He's like, "Don't, don't even look at me like you know, maybe because yeah. no, we're yeah. not, we're not, we're not." One year, I took my sister, and it was one of my favorite memories in the world because as they announced our category, my sister, who was sitting between me, Dave, and Danielle Page, um, she, my sister, started to fold up her her shawl and her bag and move because oh, she was yeah. so sure we were going to win. Yeah. Makes me cry. Oh. Um, she um, she was moving so Dave could get Right. Her. Let me get, we, make some room. We didn't room. win. <laughs> <laughs> it was great, yeah. Um, but, but anyway, so, uh, so we've been nominated and it was really fun. We won a Writers Guild Award in 2004 or five when Dave was the head writer and, and that was great. Um, then we went to LA for the Emmys. Didn't mm-hmm. I... I wasn't going to go. And then Ellen said, no, we bought your ticket. You have a hotel. You're going. Yeah. And I love, actually, I got there. I, I didn't really. Was I, this your like, first time going to LA? I'd been to LA about 20 years before on a trip with an old boyfriend. And I didn't like it. It was just yeah, like a big you, traffic you were basically, jam. Yeah. And you're basically just touristy. You weren't yeah, like going. It wasn't fun. You know. But to work. It's, it was, yeah. by the first night we were there, we landed. I hadn't flown either since 9-11. Oh, wow. It was my first flight. Yeah, that's a big difference. All the actors big... were like, oh, great, I have to be on her flight? Oh, what? They thought I was like screaming. So, you know, and I remember well, I Ron Raines trying to make me, I turn around and one of our actors is just looking at me, he's laughing, you know. And anyway, got there. I, LA to me was like Detroit with palm trees, like industrial, yeah. one one business town kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know. And, by that night, a friend, my friend Chris Dunn took a few, a couple of us out to dinner, and I came out of the restaurant. and said, "I love Hollywood," <laughs> and I really did. I kind yeah. of fell in love with it. It was great. There's something um, like uh, romantic about very it. Is romantic that like and where very it's like gritty at the same yeah. time? We were in cheesy downtown right. Hollywood. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I looked like, up from my hotel room out on the Holly onto the Hollywood sign. I was like, "This is yeah, yeah right." Yeah, and that year, four of our actors won. That was in 2006, and that was dazzling. Especially, it was just wonderful. We mm-hmm. had we had because you guys boom, win win because you go. How many people go? Like the whole show? When like we have everything enough nominations, down? PNG, the, whoever's paying the way will pay for lots of people to so, go. So so it's like the writers, the actors, oh, the writers, directors, directors. Yeah, whoever's nominated gets to go, and okay. then you sometimes you'll pay for. Dave and I took our assistants. We just paid for them because the yeah, just do that's that so and cool. take them out. And it was at, so fun. As the as one individual writer is. Are you nominated as an individual or is it the like team. The, te- the team? You know what I mean? So, so the poor head writer who probably did the, sure. sh- the episode I mean, could, that they love. You, you know, could argue they, who yeah. wrote, yeah. you know, right. you whatever. Can, but it really but, is a collaborative So you all effort. get to go and we like, do. so you're sitting with all the writers and all of the actors at yeah. one big table. You guys all get to sit together and everything? Yeah. At the, yeah. If there's a dinner, we're all together or whatever. And um, in L.A., it was um, it was at the Kodak Theater, which has a different name now, I think. 
but the Nokia maybe? Maybe, um, yeah, I can't remember. Red, um, you're at the hotel, which is right there, and mm-hmm. then red carpet, which is mm-hmm. always uh, one way or the other. And it's re- pretty hot there. In New York, it's sometimes raining, sometimes mm-hmm. chilly, but in LA, both times, a couple times I was there, three times, it was pretty hot. Anyway, and the first time I was sort of, I was a producer at the time, for, yeah, and um, I was corralling actors. I had two of our, Frank and Liz, two of our actors, I had to corral them <laughs> along the red carpet, make sure they got in yeah. in time. Still and, working. Yeah, <laughs> yeah still working. working. It's, you know, yeah. but it's fun. It's, again, yeah. fun work. And they, they won. We had an actor who'd had a lot of um, problems over the years, issues, addiction issues, and stuff like that. Very open about it. Very great. He'd come and gone from the show a couple times, and he's a wonderful actor named Jordan Clark. And when he won, he won. And he's older. He was, I mean, older than the mm-hmm. average supporting actor nominee. Mm-hmm. He was usually the young, hot guy. Yeah, you know, right. Whatever. And Jordan is like just a force, just a wonderful guy. And But he's the odd duck in the group. Mm-hmm. And when they said Jordan Clark, because he was known in the industry and every sh- every an actor and every, it was just like one of those amazing The whole room moments. lit up. The room did. It really did. And it was a, a, a brilliant win. So that was an amazing thing. So it was, but that wasn't, we didn't win. The net, it, mm-hmm. you know, but, but can't mm-hmm. get greedy. That was fabulous. Yeah. Um, 2007, all nomin- a bunch of nominations again. <laughs> like, yes. Mm-hmm. L.A. again. So this is Same the second hotel, year in a row. Second year in a row. All kinds of stuff went to L.A. Um, really fun. Again, all cool. As my, one of my young friends, Kimberly Hamilton, who was on the team at the time, and what, you know, she said that was like the perfect day. Because uh-huh. we, you know, woke up in the morning. Dave, Dave and his wife took me out to breakfast. And then I saw <laughs> all the young people having breakfast together. And I bought their breakfast because they were out. You know, and mm-hmm. it was like this great day of like just a, a ton of fun a ton of fun baby. Yeah, yeah right exactly all the fun you when yeah. you're lucky enough to work in that kind of job you're the hardest part of your day is making sure that somebody gets your hair done mm-hmm. in time um but i had to leave that night uh tony's uh nephew was getting married in south carolina uh, the next day oh, so yeah. i was leaving la on uh the red eye so mm-hmm. i was gonna be leaving after the emmys <laughs> jumping into a car and going to lax and flying yeah. to uh, South Carolina so but I got to go and we're all right. there we had our picture taken on the steps of the hotel sh- uh, before I you leave I'll just say there we are yeah. and people say you look so happy you just won an Emmy I said no we were just all happy that we we're all showered at the same time <laughs> and, like on the steps yeah. and um, three of our actors from the show were presenting the writing award that year they had mm-hmm. three guiding light act- beautiful young people um, presenting it and I was talking to the actor um, who was with the two young women, uh, Murray Bartlett, lovely mm-hmm. Australian actor, gorgeous. And he was and a lovely person. And he said, well, I might, and I can't do an Australian accent at all. <laughs> I might be giving you an Emmy tonight. And I said, and you probably are not going to be giving me an Emmy. So I said, the thing is, Murray, when, um, when you open the envelope and it says general hospital, you can't say general hospital you have to be you know it's you have to be excited about yes, it yes whoever it is and so it, it was you know we're there and the, the night nobody was winning that night from guiding mm-hmm. light no actors yeah. won um you know so we're relaxing right. basically i took so off, guys, we took off our shoes we're sitting in the i was sitting in the back with two of my co-head writers with lucky and chris and you would think too part of where you're sitting too doesn't that make you go oh we're all the way oh, back yeah. here we're oh, all yeah. the way back here we're probably we don't need to who's gonna they, make this many people run 
through a, right. a crowded theater. Because that's true. They very much see, usually seat right. the winners or what who they think whenever, are the, on the aisle. Look whenever at the I shows. watch, whenever yeah. I watch them, I'm like, oh, it's a good thing he didn't have to hop over anybody that gets to the aisle. And sometimes yeah. they do it. The Golden Globes. It they makes make sense. You do a long it's a huge walk. production. It's it a long a show. Huge. They got to keep it moving. You when know? Dick Clark used to produce mm-hmm. the daytime Emmys, he had us moving. Like, yeah. yeah. The um, the first daytime Emmys I went to, that's what I learned. I learned that the handheld camera guys would would go they in. Would, yeah. And I'd go. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, why, are, why are they walking why are over they toward there? us? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, but yeah. I, we thought, no, no right. way. And we're point, relaxed. Just, chilling. just hanging. I know I have to get a car in a little while. And I'd called my sister and my friends were watching. My friend Carrie, my friend Margie and Susie. They were watching at, uh, I think, Margie and Susie's apartment in Detroit, mm-hmm. downtown. And I said, go home. Yeah. This is, I mean, <laughs> don't stay up all night. You, you know, yeah. and um, don't worry about it. It was the commercial break right before our category. And uh, and our actors came out and we weren't paying any attention. Right. So when they said when they opened the envelope, I've had to go back and watch it on YouTube, which is, is great. <laughs> Believe me, I've watched it many times hilarious. Um, when they open the envelope and they and there you go. Uh, guiding light. You guiding know, and light. and um, I don't think we heard. And Natasha Kreisman. The head writer's wife was sitting a little bit back near us because she let Dave and his co-head mm-hmm. writer at the time sit down. So she said, go, yeah. go. And we're just like. <laughs> you're like, oh, and us for real? Yeah, us. And you, run, and you can just, all you see of me on the YouTube is just a flash of That's blonde hilarious. hair. And as we, I think I hugged Frank DeCopolis, who's one of my friends of the actors, one of my mm-hmm. oldest friends. And it was just, it was, <laughs> guys, it was great. This it was, is it. So you're running up. Are you guys, you you're all barefoot? <laughs> you're I was, I don't know. If, I wonder if any of the other girls <laughs> yeah, were. I know I was. You know? Like, oh my gosh. It was crazy. And then you have to go backstage. They take all your pictures mm-hmm. and you're, you know, whatever. And we went back and, and then the show won. We tied with Young and the Restless, but we won. So, wow. so it you was, to, yeah, we so, met again. Yeah, right? So you got to, you're like, that's so, yeah, what a great it night. It was really, fun. yeah, it was a great night for the show. And then right after that happened, I had to be almost, I, I, I hugged my friend Alex and then I had to run to the, mm-hmm. to the room. I was literally kind of un doing right. as I ran like changing and through as my you're dress, running. luckily I had an like... easy dress, <laughs> threw it in my bag and got a car and uh, got to LAX and I had a burrito and a margarita in the LAX bar before I got on the plane and I, uh, my husband hadn't, uh, he, he didn't know what was going on. He no, was probably he busy with family. So many, he was with family. He was he was going to meet me at the Charlotte airport, so he was going to stay at a motel near there the night before. Mm-hmm. So he was on the highway with trucks all around yeah. him. He'd watched so many of these before. Right. He, he went just, with me once. At, he's, this point, you know, at this point, it's just, that's, you know. It's nice. Have wa- fun. Yeah, she's he working. He sends flowers. He's, you know, sure. he's really cool. <laughs> um, but I remember calling him and going, I won. He's oh like, I'm in traffic. <laughs> there are trucks at you. He's like, he couldn't like, even talk to me. I'm like, he's like, yeah. He's like, I'm trying to, I'm trying. Yeah, to get... I try not to get killed here. <laughs> and I, and he didn't until I think until maybe even the next day didn't realize that mm-hmm. we actually, you know, who won or oh, whatever. Oh, that's so but funny. It was that's funny. so cool. It was fun, but it's really fun. Mm-hmm. It's um, the Emmy's very heavy. Yeah, it's a good weapon. It's just yeah. <laughs> you got it right. Yeah. yeah. You got it right. Yeah. Just in case somebody breaks in, it's sharp enough and it you can. Is. Yep, <gasps> oh, yeah. When the directors won in 94, one of the directors was carrying hers around and she went to hug one of our actors. Oh, and no. It, it, it pierced him. Oh, no. Drew blood. Oh, no. <laughs> I got stabbed so, with an Emmy. Yeah. So it's, that's so cool, yeah, though. Like, fun. to think, like, um, I just thinking about, like, how many people get to say that, that, you know, they've experienced that. 
And especially in your story too, because you just, this was like, you know, throughout your whole career has just been something like, it's like a dream. And then, and then it finally happens. And and the fact that it wasn't like, so we showed up, our shoes were on, we were ready to go. Like the fact that it was like almost chaos, but it was amazing. It was the story of my life. I showed up, I didn't have my shoes on. But it makes so, it makes it like so much more memorable. I think the fact that you have to go, you know, and even your husband, you know, even your husband's like, what you won? I'm trying to, I'm just, you know, I'm in the middle lane right now. I'm trying, I don't know where I'm at. (laughs) We didn't have GPS wasn't in everybody's pocket at that time. You know, like he's like, I don't, that's great. Can we talk later? Yes. It's like, you know what I mean? Like that whole, but it makes it so much more fun to go look back on, I think. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. I, I, that's the other reason I feel so lucky. I sometimes am embarrassed that I wasn't more strategic, wasn't more prepared. Um, probably it would have served me well going forward. Sure, but sometimes those people aren't fun. That's right. That's how I choose to look at it. Right. They're all giving me the finger right now. They know who they are. You know who you are, you prepared people. I don't know anybody, so I can... <laughs> you can make I'll it. I'll say yeah. it. Right. But, uh, no, but it's... Um, some of the best things have come along for me, not mm-hmm. only there, but yeah, even going forward, I, when I say I got, you know, got somebody wanted to back a project because I met him in the dog park right. or I just, you know, I mean, you know, you just you have to kind mm-hmm. of be open. I just got to go with people. it. Yeah. Just got to keep I, yeah. doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, crazy. Yeah. crazy. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Jill. Thank I you for letting it. me tell one more time, tell the story of my crazy life. So <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> Anytime. It's fun.